Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Voice of Hope. I'm Chris Sasser along with Troy Peverall, and we are having a part two of a conversation on uh, mental health. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to what we talked about last time, we'd encourage you to go back. Uh, You can listen on our Voice of Hope podcast. Don't forget, you can always go back and listen to all of our different episodes there. But we had a great conversation just around kind of the idea of mental health. What is mental health? And Troy, today, I want to start with, I know you've got like a lot of stats because when we say mm-hmm. mental health, we're really talking about all of us. Yeah. So tell everybody kind of some, some stats that you just know of about mental health. Uh, there, there are quite a few. and You can look up most of these yourself and just learn um, if you're the listener here. But out of the National Alliance on Mental Health, um, one in five adults uh, experience mental health issues each year that would uh, you know, classify in a diagnostic category. Um, I do also know just kind of related to that is a stat that I had mentioned last time. Uh, like I think it's every year and a half, every person, adult person will go through a mild to moderate uh, depression that could be diagnosable. Um, and so I, to me, that's enough to say that, you know, I need to tend to my mental health. Everyone listening needs to tend to their mental health. And so instead of just saying they were talking about mental illness and that's a category over there, right. it's like, no, this is, this is not just, it doesn't have to fit into the category of illness or something diagnostic. It's like, how well am I taking care of my mental health? And so uh, also NAMI uh, reports one in six youth age six to 17 uh, experience a mental health uh, issue or diagnosis uh, each year. I'll amen that. No yeah. kind of world I live in. Yeah, you see that. I'm sure you All see. Time. Yeah, yeah. I see that a lot. Yep. And I see there's another, I think I get to this, but I'll go ahead and say it's pretty appropriate. Just over, since 2020, uh, COVID, when it hit, hit back in February of 2020 or February, March, um, stats, a lot of the stats agree that there's like a 30% and more rise in uh, mental health slash substance abuse for people. And I definitely can see a difference in the last two year, two years of just doing what I do. Um, we uh, often, I mean, one of the things of being trying to be faithful and caring for people in the church, I think, as well as in a clinical setting like I'm in, is to, you know, to try to be faithful to the harvest that's, uh, you know, that's there, <laughs> but a lot of times the laborers are not there. And so yeah. we stay in this mode of, you know, God give us the, the people to help because so many people over the last two years are wanting the kind of help that we get. Another stat out of uh, the National Alliance on Mental Health is suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34. Uh, that's incredible. 21% of U.S. adults experienced mental health issues uh, during 2020, which was, a, you know, calculating that here in the United States, that's 52.9 million people. Mm. Uh, this is one in five people. And this this is just what we know. Yeah. Right. You know, so this is not sure. even the probably the truer stat. Anywhere from 35% of men, 50% of women seek uh, clinical help from uh, their mental health issues. And, 
you know, again, that's a stat that says, hey, if 35 to 50 percent are seeking help, what percent's not seeking help? Um, 30 percent increase since February, which is when COVID hit of 2020, um, you know, is is on the rise. I had mentioned this earlier. People with depression have a 40 percent higher risk of developing cardiovascular metabolic diseases than the general population. Again, tying that our mental health is directly related or correlated to our physical health, mm-hmm. vice versa. I've heard a number of different people say in, in kind of ministry settings, but even a report I read from the government yesterday that, that we are in a mental health crisis. Yeah. Would you, would you qualify it as that? Would you agree with that? Especially kind of post pandemic or still in the pandemic, whatever we are. I do, Chris. Yeah. Um, crisis in the sense of, of just, you know, if everyone wore a meter on their head, that talked about their mental health and the anxiety and or depression or other issues that they're feeling. I think everyone's meter is Every, everybody's <laughs> is higher. It's yeah, higher. Sure. And so, and sometimes I don't, you know, depending upon who you are as a person, you may not even be in that touch with it. Um, but yes, I would say the crisis is because you see so many events happening over the last two years externally um, that I see it affecting uh, depending upon the type of person you are, whether you're like, considered intrinsic or extrinsic, um, it affecting people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think every, not everyone, but I think most people are feeling that they have either been in or remain in almost like this hypersensitive crisis kind of alert or mode. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So obviously, you know, there are places we can go like, like to you and to Agape and other places to, to get help in this. However, I also know that we can do some things to reinforce our own mental health. And, and so we yeah. got some real specific things for folks. So why don't you start talking about a few of those? This, you know, the first one is something that I've just kind of coined myself recently. Um, I used to have this, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in learning. Uh, if you knew me back when I was a kid, you'd be totally shocked because <laughs> I was not <laughs> interested in learning at all. But, you know, so something that interests me or draws my curiosity gets me, gets me going and thinking. Um, and so I used to have a saying is, you know, it's not good to stick your head in the sand. And I think I might've mentioned this before, but over the last two years, I'm like, nah, I think I might stick my head (laughs) in the sand because there's, there's something like, I don't want to know all this. And, um, and so I have just been really trying to remember, uh, sounds kind of interesting. Choose your anxieties, you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute. You're choosing to be anxious when the the scriptures say be anxious for nothing <laughs> but again i look at this verse and i mentioned it the last time we talked it's like being anxious for nothing is not period and then nothing behind it it's more of be anxious for nothing and here's how you do it yeah and it gives us three things real clearly prayer supplication and thanksgiving to go to god and present those requests to him but when i go back to this place of being anxious for nothing it's kind of an acknowledgement and okay that God says, I realize you're going to be like, but I don't want you to be, but here's, and here's how you do it. So I think to kind of accept that we have anxieties in life, we have stressors in life. Some are just not, they're just natural to life, but depending upon who we are, where we've come from, what we go to as to how to treat the, the anxiety, um, we're going to wrestle, but we have to accept it and not shame ourselves. But I do think we sometimes get to choose, make choices. Uh, there's a verse that talks about, you know, today I set before you blessings and curses. You know, it's like, okay, he's, he's presenting something to me. And I have, I have a possible option here to choose. So I think good choices 
help me choose blessing. I think bad choices help helps me choose curses to yeah. my life. I don't know if this completely applies, but but I'm thinking of something that I say to my kids often. Uh-huh. Stay away from the drama. Yeah, right. That's and, good. I mean, in some ways that, that you know, that there are anxieties that are associated with you know the drama yeah. that comes to our, our, our yeah. world and our, our own personal lives. Right. We can choose to stay away from the drama. That's we really can. So, so good. So. No, no. And it's good. I mean, today in a given day, there are so much that could happen today and already has that I'm not aware of. And so I'm going to walk right into it. And in that moment, I want to know, I want to be ready. And sometimes I'm not. So I'm going to have that. I can't get around that. That's just called life. But there are other things like, you know, I have this choice here. I can engage in these three conversations that's just going to send me over the edge today. Or I can choose one of them. <laughs> you know? And that's so right. to the yeah. best that we can, choose choose your anxiety. Yeah, that's you so know? good. And then apply the scriptures to it, you know. Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay, what's next? Another, another one, one, you know, another one is... Um, just uh, trying to learn specific helps to our mental health. These are exercises that we might uh, pick out. The first one is is breathing. And I know that this is kind of st- uh, a stigma to mental health. You're it's not like, getting me to do yoga. I'm right? going to breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> but here's the thing is this. If you're listening, you know, and you're kind of giggling or laughing at the <laughs> at this. Just take just when you get alone, when you're not embarrassed because somebody's looking at you. Perhaps it's your wife in your car <laughs> driving. You. I call it the four seven eight uh, exercise. It's where you you breathe in deeply for four seconds, and you hold it for seven, and you exhale for eight. When I used to, when I was getting all my clinical training. I used to think on the inside, think on the inside, everybody thinks on the inside. (laughs) I used to think this is stupid. But when I started actually applying it, I was like, wow, I can feel a physiological change in my body when I, and here's why, because I'm attaching my thinking, which is the counting, and I'm physiologically doing something at the same time. There's a concentration with my body. So I'm engaging those things together Mm. that produce a physiological effect from the mind down. And so I went on further to go, okay, what does the scriptures teach about breathing? And when I'm looking at this, I'm going, whoa. So Ecclesiastes 12, 7 makes it clear that the breath is not only equated with biological life, but that life is clearly attributed to the author of life. And so this whole idea that I have breath is because God has given it to me. And the moment in which he takes it away, I don't have life. Mm. And so just for me to know when I'm doing this breathing exercising, I'm actually honoring the author of life because he's the one that gives breath. When I, when I read this, I'm like, wow, there's some power here that God gives just with the recognition that the very breath that I have is from him. And so in Job 27, it says, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. And so to me, the breathing exercise, especially if you're a believer, just let it directly relate to the fact that this is from your creator. The very fact that you can breathe in, that you can hold your breath, and that you can exhale is a place of gratitude. So I I go to breathing exercise. Another um, mental health help is what I would call the discipline of quietness. Uh, And Elijah, you know, tells a story in 1 Kings where, you know, after the strong wind, dot, 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 after the earthquake, dot, 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 after the fire, 
boom, a still small voice. And I look and I go right now in our day and age, more so than I can ever remember. I know it sounds historical, but I just think it's true as well. It is true. We're in a day and age where we are tempted and are participating with the quote, big voices, whether that's news, media, what this person thinks, what that person thinks, who has clout, what do they say? And our ears are tending to all of these quote, big voices they are not really big, but yet God shows up in the quiet voice. And so it's like, whoa, for a moment, what do I need to do here? What Elijah did is he went over the entrance of the cave and he listened. He went over and he walked away from, the, from all of this and he just heard the still small voice of God. I think that's a discipline in our, in our life that's gotten lost. When do I posture myself for nothing? If, if you're a busy person, orderly, planning, doing all these things, try this sit on your couch and do nothing. <laughs> when I've given that exercise, it's about a minute and a half before so my hard. mind's going. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. And I go, why? Because we've not, I think we've not disciplined ourselves to do that. It's so funny. So, and we've had lots of conversations just about, you know, the chaos of life and how to navigate all that. And there's a, a seminar that I do kind of on that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the navigating the, the noise. And what I do is I, I will tell everyone, okay, we're going to put one minute on the clock uh, up here, like on the screen. And it's just a you know, plain black screen, one minute countdown. And I want everybody just to be quiet for a minute. That's good. And it is so awkward about 20 seconds in, yeah. right? And so exactly what you're describing. <laughs> We're just not good at doing that. But man, how critical it is. So, that is so, so yeah. good, Chris. Okay, so we got a lot more to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Well, hello and welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverell and Chris Sasser. We're having a great conversation around how we can kind of reinforce our own mental health and kind of some few practical helps on just being healthy and mentally. So Troy, what's the next one you want to talk about? Outdoor, nature, outdoor, getting out in nature. Um, You know, there's a verse that says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. You know, God's creation is a place where, I mean, he purposefully put us in the outdoors to start with. He put us in a garden. He put us without even shelter at the time. Mm. And yet it was his shelter for us, you know? And so I know, you know, I'm not encouraging people to just go out and live in outside, but I am saying there's something good about God's create creation in his, in his, uh, earth. 
that I think is is good for us. We even know medically that, you know, vitamin C is produced when we're outside and it's good for us. So there's something about get out of your house, get out of your your physical covering and go outside. Um, I know uh, I was talking with my sister recently and she was talking about how sometimes even when we physically get sick, the tendency is to to lay down and rest and to to stay sedentary but how there are a lot of studies that talk about minimally get up and and do something get your body moving because you can get into a place of sickness just simply because you're not moving enough i think the outdoors offer an incredible escape to experience goodness for our mind um, there's a verse in Romans that says, for his invisible attributes his name is eternal power his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. God's making is around us. It's in nature. And to, to try to experience and appreciate that is worth is worth our effort to do. Yeah, and I can attest to, like, it, it definitely does something kind of in me, I would say, kind of emotionally and, and spiritually in some ways, just to be outside. Yeah. And, and to, to pay attention to, you know, not just, hey, it's a, it's a pretty day, but, hey, this is God's creation yeah. for, for us to be able to enjoy. I mean, in, in days where, you know, it, it's cold and rainy yeah. or in weeks and months where people are sort of locked inside, just getting outside just makes such yeah. a difference for your mental health. I can, I can attest to that personally. This is good. I mean, you, we just, we've talked about, I think, two or three things that are just good go-tos. And I have, you know, I've learned to make good use of my phone as well as, uh, sometimes not so good use, but the good use parts is to remind myself of these things because that's, I just don't necessarily go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but nature is definitely one of them. Another one is, um, you know, finding fun and laughter. Uh, and in Exodus, we're told the one enthroned in heaven laughs. Um, you know, the whole idea that God actually laughs, God actually feels joy, God actually experiences it. Um, wow. When's the last time I laughed? Mm-hmm. I know sometimes we're like, got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful. What are we laughing at? Right. But at the same time, it's like, gosh, this is good for my heart. Uh, we know there's a proverb that says, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. Um, so am, am I in places where, you know, there's a time to laugh, as Ecclesiastes says, you know, am I in a, those places of life? Or is more of my life about the humdrum part or the, the sadness or the difficulty or the stressors? And so putting ourselves in a place where we're enjoying life, having fun and laughing, I think is good for our mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, you know, the discipline of daily gratitude. Um, we know that just taking a pause in life, when, especially when you're down or you're complaining or you're just disappointed, is to try to discipline yourself or put this in your disciplines of in those moments, especially breaking away and saying, wait a minute, all right, so what am I thankful for? What am I grateful for? There is so much that I can be grateful for if I just take the time to think about it. We know that this physically helps us. Um, it helps our physical health. It helps social bonding. Uh, it encourages optimism. Uh, it also changes how you view your environment and the world. It will improve mood. So daily doses of the discipline of gratitude. Can, can I interject here? Absolutely. Because one, one of the yeah. ways that I know that I do that um, is through music uh-huh. and through sort of reflecting on some music. And there's one song out kind of particularly right now, and it's called What He's Done. 
That's great. And, and kind of the words are what he's done, yeah. all glory and honor to the son. Yeah. Um, and, and it just is, is it, it's, it's an opportunity for me to reflect on, to yeah. be grateful for what God has done in my life, yeah. both kind of from a, um, you know, saving me standpoint, but also just from the relationships I have and, you know, yeah. all, all the different things that are going on. Are there hard things? Absolutely. But yeah. if I can focus on what he's done yeah. instead of what he hasn't done. Yeah. Or the the quote unquote bad things that I may attribute no. to him, even <laughs> right. though he doesn't do that. But yep. that's you know what we can do. Um, it's it's it kind of a game changer for me when it comes to sort of my overall outlook and I think my mental health. That's so good. You know, uh, just kind of going along with that theme, what you're saying. Um, you know, it's, I think it's kind of been, I've, I've made the point where you know when I've had a bunch of things break down in my house, you know, and gosh, I got a replace this air condition it's going to be you know six to ten thousand dollars you know and just the thought of gosh how am i going to do this and why now and and just the thought hitting me wow thank you god for the 20 years that yeah. the ac worked oh and then i get to eat and <laughs> yeah. live indoors i know <laughs> right so but that's switching it around like yeah. how no um somebody was asking this morning they said how you doing and i said i'm better than i think i am and they kind of laughed and they said why do you say that I said, because I realized at some point that that's probably a true statement all the time. I am better than I think I am, no matter how bad I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. probably better, better than, than that. that. <laughs> right. And so it's like just switching how we think, Yeah, you know, and gratitude, I think, is like how Huge. you do that. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I may be sick for two weeks. You know, I may have this incredible difficulty. But what about all the the months, the years prior, you kept me healthy, God? That's right. You know, and I know that it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not suffering, but what about all the times I didn't suffer? Yeah, that's right. Got to yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah. yeah. I know this next one we, we talked about in different ways uh, kind of earlier and certainly in our last episode, but talk about kind of these positive relationships. There's a verse that I remembered um, memorized early in life. It says, you know, bad company corrupts good morals. And... You know, that a lot of times when we have verses like that and we talk about sin, et cetera, you know, it's there's just this recoil of like, gosh, I don't want to sound judgmental. And I think we have feared the wrong thing, you know, because that a verse like this even is not about the company necessarily. Shame on them. It's saying that, look, to keep your life healthy, you want to make sure that you're not uh, compromising your own value system because you will feel terrible about that at the point of doing so. So this isn't just, you know, bad company, shame on them, corrupts good morals. Ha ha, you're good. It's no, look, you've got this way, the way your parents have taught you. You've got your belief system. You, you know, you have the word of God. You have guidance here. People have the ability to influence us simply because we are creatures that want to participate or be a part of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I need to gauge that not based upon that person over there. I need to gauge that upon this person right here. And so to me, that was a real guiding verse. It's just the fact that I, there will be a wearing down effect on me because I'm human and I'm vulnerable. And so I need to guard that well and protect it well. So the people I hang around, it's pretty important. So, you know, I know I always come at this from kind of a student ministry lens, but, you know, years ago, Andy Stanley uh -huh. said this phrase um, that I say all the time to teenagers, to, to the point where you know, kind of my kids and people who kind of know 
me will roll their eyes at me, but it is so good. That's good. Your friends will determine the quality and direction of your life. I remember that. That's good. Which is an adaptation of, you know, Proverbs, he who walks at the wise grows wise that's and good. a companion of fools suffers harm. Yeah. Right? So I mean, so that, it's, it's just saying it in a different way, but it is so true that yeah. these positive, healthy relationships, people that we surround us with, they're going to determine yeah. the quality and the direction of our life. And we have right. to pay attention to that. That's, that's a tough thing to do, Chris, because I know that we also, you know, have a ministry, but, you know, we have to also gauge um, who we are in the way of our, the strength that we have or don't have. And, you know, I, I need to minister to people, but also need to be fed. Yeah. And so to be able to feed, I have to be fed. So I've got to also know that people's lives in my lives, the life that interact with affect who I am. Absolutely. And I need to treasure that and, and guard it well. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up with um, kind of the last one we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I, block, I just call it blocking negativity. Um, blocking is a good word because you have the option to do that on social media. <laughs> but I know that gets a little a little uh, scary there or hairy there. Um, but I, I think we have to learn to block out the, the negative input, the voices, the media, the news feed, and um, what we take in um, is going to be often what we give out. And so here's here's the thing is that, is that I know there's negative news. There's a lot of stuff happening or, you know, through social media, through whatever, that is legit. Some of it's not. Sometimes I don't know the difference. And I'm not saying that we don't need to pay attention to reality, but we also have to remember to choose our anxieties and block out those negative voices that are affecting our mental health. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to gauge ourselves well. I may not be able to wake up the same today as I did yesterday and and take it in. Yeah, and I need to have a discipline about what I let come in. I literally uh, earlier today on mm. Instagram. I didn't unfollow someone, but I muted them. Right. This is a thing you can do. You can just mute them, which means you just don't see kind of their stuff anymore. And so it's a little, yeah. a little safer. But I think kind of that idea of kind of keeping the negativity away from you is so important. Well, hopefully this conversation over the last couple of weeks has been incredibly helpful for you. I think we're going to be talking about this a little bit more in our next episode because I know that uh, Troy's got a lot of kind of more things to say. So if you want to get more information, you can go to mi1.net and we are thankful that you would join us. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. <laughs>